I've been thinking. The theme to Escape from New York is great, innit? I've been humming it at work. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> that, that's, that's my cold open. That, that threw you for six. That threw you for six there, didn't it? You didn't quite know what to do with that information. You're like, where's he going with this? Uh, I, I didn't know where you were going with it. Just going nowhere. I was just stating a fact. I feel that every so often I should just remind you that the theme music from Escape from New York is great. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on, let's yeah. get on with this. Come on. <laughs> so, welcome to Side Order. I am one of your hosts, Matt, who's rather heat suffering. And with me is probably Dave, depending on whether he's configured everything correctly his end. Hey, um, Dave, I am dripping and I am dying slowly in heat, rash, death, and just general dying. Please send help. Was was that that your ledger is gushing? Uh, my face is gushing. <laughs> So come on then, what have you been up to this month? Played any games? Watched any movies? What games have you been playing? Okay, so let's start off with the, the video games, because I don't really have a lot video game-wise this time. So I think last time we spoke on Side Order, I was talking about Tomb Raider Anniversary. Tomb Raider Anniversary and the Max Payne Trilogy. I finally finished Tomb Raider Anniversary. Yeah, pretty, pretty good, pretty solid. I even did the. Uh, I even finished Croft Manor as well. Yeah, pretty solid little game there. I really quite enjoyed it. Uh, I did start uh, another original Xbox game, which I'm hoping to feature on an episode later down the line at some point. I won't go into it too much, but I did start. A game made by a midway called The Suffering. I I started playing it and yeah, quite enjoying that. Haven't gone back to it because obviously, like I say, it's one I want to cover on the future in the podcast with you mm. with a bit of luck. Yeah, sounds fair. Um, the majority of the playing this month though has gone on Final Fantasy VII remake. And oh my what an what 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 an experience it is for sure. Uh, now I'm only liminally know about the original Final Fantasy VII. So original Final Fantasy VII, I think I got up to the main open world map. So I I'd finished Midgar, and I think I did a couple of bits and pieces out in the open world. But I hadn't got much other than that. So coming into this, I was fairly, I guess you could say I was fairly cold on it. Okay. So so to speak. So I've I've now officially passed the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. It's taken me about twenty hours of in-game time. Like I say I'm I'm officially halfway through it now. So uh, I think time of recording we were recording this on a monday night so i think last night i you go on the twitch channel it's probably not there it, well, it might still be there i don't know depends when this goes out you can watch the honeybee sequence of where cloud gets dressed up and gets dressed up as a girl to go into uh the 
without spoiling it too much, you have to cross dress, don't you? And you have to go see Don Corneo to be picked as one of his wives, and you go to go rescue Tifa. That's right, because the Don's into some weird shit. Uh, so I I did actually stream that bit on Twitch last night, and oh, it's fabulously gay in all of the right ways. It's wonderful. <laughs> they go. I was really worried how they were going to handle it this time around because it's not particular. Going back to the original one now, and you're kind of looking at it, you're like, I don't think that's quite right. But um, yeah, they went. They lean super heavily into into it this time, but I'm really glad they did. It is so over the top and fantastical in that in that sort of way. I yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So right now, I am in the. Do you remember the train graveyard? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's just after you've taken out one of the reactors, and you're all a bit sad. And you're working your way through your train graveyard um, to get back to your base. So they've moved things around into different uh, orders. So literally, when I finished Don Mayo's mansion and and the wife thing, uh, you have to go basically without spoiling too much because I know you are going to play this at some point, Matt. I'm assuming because it was free on PS Plus a couple of. Yeah, and it's one of those where I may or may not get further than what I did on the PS1. I'm still on my first playthrough on the PS1. I'm still on the first yeah. disc somewhere on the world map, so I've got fucking clue where to go. <laughs> yeah, so in this version, where you finish at Dawn Corneo's mansion, he basically opens a trap door, you fall through it, and then you go through like the sewers, going from one sector to another sector, and then from there, you end up in the train graveyard. So what's quite nice is that it's they move the things around like a standard remake does. So it plays with your expectations because I was like, ah, oh, this is the bit where this happens. But actually, it happens. So I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm really, really enjoying the combat. And it's, yeah, I didn't know how it was going to translate because I was quite lucky in that when I went to Comic-Con in uh 2019 i think it was the week after i think gamescom or x uh xcom or something had been there they still had their final fantasy 7 remake still set up so i managed to play it there like in the october before it was released in the march of last year correct me if i'm wrong did you also have the opportunity to play with the braver sword in real life have I seen that? Yeah, I remember seeing that image. Uh, I got to play with the actual Braver Sword, and it gave me a greater appreciation for Cloud's muscles. It was quite weedy and pathetic, but actually, that that sword is in heavy. <laughs> How he manages to twirl it around his fingers and, and, and do the victory poses and that, I've got no idea. Because he's a badass. I'm now thinking, is it actually called the Braver Sword, or was Braver the name of the special? It's not the... The Brave was the name of the move, but yeah, it's the Buster Sword is what you're thinking of. The yeah. Buster Sword. So I knew it was a B, and I knew it was a great big <laughs> bastard in sword. Buster Sword. Yeah. Um, I don't really have many complaints about it. I think probably my main complaint for it is it's padding. There is a lot in this game that is padding, 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 padding. It's just kind of you get into one area... And then it splits off into side missions. All right, the side missions are optional, 
but you kind of feel like it's just padding. It's just padding it out for the sake of padding, and it's... Although it did make me laugh, because the first area you go into, it has the typical... You need to just you need to kill the rats in the basement for me, please. And I was like, ha, standard RPG thing. So that I got a good chuckle out of that. But yeah, I'm quite enjoying it. I'm plan mm. to see it through to the end. Uh as to whether I will uh well, I look forward to playing part two in the next ten years. If you're lucky. <laughs> if we're lucky, yeah. Well yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, aside yeah, from that, nice. yeah. Hmm. So that's really all you've been focusing your video gaming time on. Okay. Well, in that case, then, are, are you ready? I have finished four games this month. Good Lord. One, two, three, four games I have finished this month. And I've played a few others as well, just for fun. So I've played a few rounds on Age of Empires, which is great fun. Uh, oh, I said four. I actually finished five games this month. Oh, show off. Platinum hunting. Uh, no, not all. Uh, PC. Been making the most of my Steam account. Yeah. So I'm de deliberately avoiding achievement hunting because... No, that's just that's, that's not happening. So I've actually four of the games are actually things that are going to appear in episodes in the near future, so I won't comment on them. Other than three of them will be late to the party, and one of them I'm going to have you play because I had opinions about it, and I think you'll have opinions about it. It's the one that I'm thinking of. Uh, I think we spoke about it off air is it one with a character with pointy ears and stompy feet yeah the one yeah i know yeah so other than that i've uh i played some two-player bro force do you remember bro force oh yeah i remember bro force yeah. yeah yeah it's just nostalgia it's just nostalgia um incarnate really uh i also did another cooperative story playthrough of Hidden Agenda. Do you remember play the the PS4 PlayLink series? Yeah, yeah. I liked Hidden Agenda. Hidden Agenda was the one with the PlayLink on the phone, right? Yeah, that's right. And it was about the uh, solving sort of a murder investigation. And you play as uh, I think the actress is called Cassie or Cassidy. Uh, most famous for playing Black Canary on Arrow, and she plays like the lead cop slash detective. You're on uh, about Katie Cassidy, aren't you? Yeah, Katie yeah, Cassidy. Yeah, that's Katie who I am. Mm. Really enjoyed it. The story went in a few different directions this time, which was always fun. So that was that was a great laugh. Uh, I also played yeah. again on PlayLink. Uh, knowledge is power. Oh, Knowledge's Power is fantastic, isn't it? That's a great little trivia quiz kind of thing, isn't it? That's great fun. I love Knowledge's Power. Hours of fun. And I don't think I've had the same question mm. twice yet and, and all of the times I've played it. Uh, and let's face it, when it's a movie round, I am inevitable. Yeah, no, it's, it, honestly, it's, it's, it's great I fun. Really, and you can't beat me in a movie round. I really liked... 
I really liked those PlayLink games. I wish they'd really done something mm. more with them because, like you say, Hidden Agenda was like a re- a gem, absolute gem. And obviously, yeah. uh, that's you was great fun as well. Where you kind of that's only really good if you get like more yeah. than two people yeah. with you. Do you remember that's you? Mm. That's the one where yeah. kind of oh, your friend did this. How would they react in the scenario? And then you you can mm. do like custom answers and stuff. And yeah. But honestly, no, just hours of fun, hours of fun right there. Another game I've been playing but haven't finished. So I said uh, I've done some maps on Age of Empires, but I've also been playing The Forest. Okay, fill me in. I've not heard of this. Well, to to be honest, I think um, it's best described, and this is totally stealing something I heard you say, it's basically Minecraft for adults. Oh, 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 I know what you're on about now. Yeah, I think we talked about this very briefly off air, but yes. Mm. Um, You're essentially, uh, you're in a plane, it crashes on an island, then you have to build stuff and survive. You have to, like, uh, chop down trees to get wood, uh, kill animals to get their meat, like fishing, hunting, um, gather stones just to make lodges and things to survive in. After a few days, you start to get attacked by the local inhabitants. And it's sort of a mystery game to to um, unfold in the world and just see what's going on. So when I say it's Minecraft for adults because this actually has real graphics, it, it's not all blocks. It's really quite beautiful. Um, so me and a friend were playing this on carp and we're having great fun with this until about day 10 when mutants start appearing and fucking hell. Like, this is full of nightmare stuff. Like, I was happily chopping down a tree, and the friend shouts down, I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, what? I can't hear anything. And I spin around the camera, and there is this, right, this demonic thing standing, like, all of, like, ten paces away from me. And what it is, uh, uh, later Googling tells me their name is Virginia, but it's essentially four... I'm going to say naked women monsters with their backs sewn together with one shared head with teeth and no eyes. So you think you've got like six or eight arms and like eight legs and it jumps like a bloody face hugger and it, and it's just the freakiest thing going and it moves so erratically. And it was like chasing me around um, this bit of land where I was chopping a tree and I was like swinging my axe at it and the noise this thing was making was fucking horrific. Oh, but the oh, thing I was... you sent me a picture of that, mm. didn't you? Yeah, you, you can post that my, to Twitter I for... Think, um... uh, I think my response was something along the lines of what the hell in the Lovecraftian uh, hell is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's Virginia. So later on when we went into a cave to do some exploring... We come across their mate, known as Armsy. So this one's, I think, male. Same principle, except it's two legs, but it's got like 10 or 12 arms come out of it at all angles, and it's the freakiest shit you'd see. Because oh. you're in a dark cave, all you've got is a lighter to see where you're going, and this thing just jumps out, and you're like, oh, fucking hell, the shit is that? The, <laughs> a, lot, a lot like um, Minecraft, if you die in this game, you can be revived um, but if you die, die, you just go back to day one at the aeroplane and then you can go back to your corpse and pick up your gear and your rations, um, which is quite cool. But you've got yeah. sort of 
three or four survival gauges. You've got a hunger gauge, you've got a water gauge, and you've got a sanity gauge. So as your sanity goes down, uh, oh, and a health gauge, of course. So, so as your sanity goes down, like the world starts to get really off and weird and peculiar. And, um, uh, you know, um, and you can lower your sanity by eating like um, people that you've chopped up and stuff. And it just has negative effects on you. It's the most peculiarist oh. um, thing going. Yeah, that thing you've just sent me in uh, chat. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, oh, but it's so fun. I think we're at like day 15 or 16 now in game, which apparently is where the, the island inhabitants start to get a tad more aggressive. Oh, deep joy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so funny enough, this month, many, many video games is played. That's That's fair. Which brings me on to sort of my next discussion point, which is, I have been consuming video and TV media. Okay, right. You, you've been watching all of the things this month, not me. Mm. So, um, like, obviously, we did. We both did a cinema trip, which we'll we'll cover over in a moment because that we'll start off the month. I can't recall if we discussed this last time, but I watched Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Well, my opinion is much the same. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you go into a Zack Snyder film wanting over-the-top, silly, graphic action sequences, and this film delivers it. Uh, and I, it was like two and a half hours, which is a tad long, but just a whole intro montage where you see the Las Vegas Strip getting overrun by zombies and stuff dying and shit going everywhere and blood and all these different kills and that. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm down for this. Quite enjoyed it. Loses its way a little bit when it gets into the plot of the film because I feel the plot was just detracted from what I wanted. <laughs> uh, but no, mm. some of the kills really do deliver, especially when you go, that character's the asshole character. I hope they get a good death. When I say good death, I mean a <laughs> visceral, painful, horrific death. And yes, yes, they did. Like, I know Zack Snyder isn't your thing. So you're probably it's probably not for you, but if you just want a movie to watch and enjoy while thinking, it just ticks those boxes. Do you know what? I watched the opening 10 minutes of it. I was sighing, moaning throughout, and I got to the bit in the cafe where I think the, the guy goes, hi, my name is Mr. Moneybags or whatever it is, and I'm here to about robbing my vault and i went yeah no i'm i'm done Zack snyder should not be allowed to write his own dialogue ever ever just no there's no no yeah i would agree that really he shouldn't write his own dialogue um but then arguably i'm not watching a zombie film for a groundbreaking dialogue true but again where i watch my zombie film i know instinctively that they're not going to be classics but it's still they've still got that charm to them like the 80s sheen the 80s kind of video nasty shine to them which is draws me to them and i just don't know why i can't get my head around it for for more modern ones it's just it's weird oh why because you think that would be something that would really tick my boxes but it just it's because you're so hung up about the director and you, you just don't you, you just as soon as you see something that's remotely similar to a trope you sign and throwing your toys out of the pram you're just not prepared to switch your brain <laughs> off and go with it 
I'm like, oh, do you want to watch this Zack Snyder film? And you're like throwing a dagger at me straight away going, fuck off, I'm not watching a Zack Snyder film. You need to, <laughs> you need to chill out. You need to go with the flow. Be like water, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to go back to it at some point. Um, yeah, I think that'll be a special if I do that, though. I was going to say, I've clearly got residual Snyder issues, I think was described to me during the uh, Snyder the Snyder Cut episode that we did, I think you said that I've got residual Snyder issues. <laughs> you, you do, and I'll very soon I think I'm going to have to force you to work through it. I've not forgiven him for um, Sucker Punch yet. I think that's probably what it is. Uh, yeah, but I quite like that for the set pieces. Like her taking on Fire Breathing Dragon with uh, uh, Samurai Sword. Awesome. Her running through the trenches taking out zombie Nazis. Awesome. Uh, the whole heist scene on the train speeding towards, uh, fucked if I remember what it was, it was the Emerald City or some nonsense. I'm like, these are brilliant set pieces. I can see what he's working towards, and I'm I'm just down for set pieces. And again, I'm going into his film going, I'm not expecting anything brilliant. I just want to see... Uh, essentially, I go into a Zack Snyder film like I would have into a Michael Bay film. I go in there and go, I want to see Sposion make explosion happen <laughs> yeah explosion me happy now right <laughs> if you're going into them if you're going to into a zack snyder film or a michael bay film expecting something you're in the wrong mindset you need to switch off the critical part of your brain and just go boom explosion why does michael bay get to keep making fumes <laughs> So, so the next thing I watched, and I watched the entire season, and this was a palate cleanse. Good Lord, okay. I watched Jeremy Clarkson's Farm on Amazon Prime UK. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen all of them as well. Um, yeah. It's surprisingly good and entertaining, is it not? And informative to us um, city boys. Yeah. I don't really like Jeremy Clarkson, but I, I, I like twats and I like idiots spending money to be twats it ticked the boxes and yeah i must admit actually i was driving home from work today and there was a combine harvester in the field did you look to see if he was leaving uh, tram lines did you look to see if he left one every eight eight gaps <laughs> i was looking for tram lines and obviously i was i was yeah. thinking of his uh his mate on the other one going oh did you make it mate that's not me oh, generalizing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that is that's, literally that's how Gerard. it sounds yeah. through the radio, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Parkson yeah. <laughs> goes, he's the loveliest bloke. He, you know, and I have really long, deep, intelligent conversations with him. But I don't understand a single word he says. And it's funny <laughs> because every time you see Gerard just wander up, you can see Clarkson really trying to understand him. You can see it in his eyes and he just ends up smiling going, oh, yeah, 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 that's right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And then just like wandering off like somewhere else. It's just, uh, it's just brilliantly entertaining. Huh. It's got like a guy in it called um, Caleb who's like trying out every single hairstyle going as he puts it himself before he goes bald. Yeah. And you're like, okay. But he's like, but he hadn't left the village. He'd only been to like the three local villages, hadn't been anywhere else yeah. in, in England. So Clarkson, what does Clarkson do? He sends him on a trip to London <laughs> to sell wasabi. Yeah. He just like it's yeah, brilliant. Right. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh no, it it was like six episodes and I found it so informative 
also quite entertaining yeah. in the right way. Um, and that was just a break from reality. Yeah, it's like, I don't normally go in for these sort of, I, I guess technically it's sort of a reality docudrama thing. Normally I don't go in for these, but actually, yeah, I did actually quite enjoy it. And like I say, I don't really like sort of Top Gear with him in or even the Grand Tour. I, I, as a person, I can't stand him. But in this, he was, yeah, he was fine. <laughs> but I think it's mainly because he was an idiot and he was way out of his depth. It's just just appealed to me. Um, so do you want to jump in with anything else you've watched? Because I've got like three or four more things to cover. Um, I, do you know, I didn't really watch a lot this month. I'll tell you what I did watch, which took up the majority of my viewing. I went on to uh, UK Netflix because hmm. I, I had a um I had a day off at some point and I watched Jackass the movie one, two and three and 2.5 and 3.5. That's not good for your health. I watched all of the Jackasses. Um, I've got to say that first one, still pretty funny in places. There are certain bits where you kind of think, it's a bit cringy now, but um, yeah, it's still quite funny in places. I still think the third film is the best film they've done, purely based off of the fact that they've used high-def cameras. They've used, like, that's the one really with the slowdown. Uh, the slow cam on it as well. And I think it was in 3D when we saw it at the cinema, right? Did we see it in 3D, Matt? I didn't see it with you, and I certainly didn't see it in 3D. Ah, no, I, I definitely remember seeing it at the cinema and I saw it in 3D, and it's I still stand by the fact it's one of the best 3D films in that 3D kind of boom at the time. Um, yeah, I the second one was fine. I enjoyed it, but it felt less like jackass it was more like a they traveled the world a bit more it kind of strayed away from what it was it was like they were like trying to i was watching the 2.5 they said oh well we tried to basically make like a wild boys film which is like one of the spin-offs from jackass when they go across the world and stuff and yeah it felt more like that but i i had a good time i've got two images to show you actually okay let me go uh, to my image for you go into messenger Mm. If you just want to go into your messenger, Jackass Forever in theaters October twenty second. Uh, is this a new one? It's, uh, Jackass Four. It's coming out this year. <laughs> I can see they had a productive lockdown then. <laughs> so for viewers, uh, listeners at home, I've got one image of it looks like. Uh, I'm not quite sure who that is, but they've been fired out of a large cannon uh, dressed up like uh, Icarus with wings and a white sort of toga with, like glitter coming out from them. Yeah, and the other one is basically, I can't remember the guy's name now. Um, you know, it's a big old fat geezer. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll say a rather large fellow wearing rainbow trousers and he is attached to a, a kite jumping off a ledge into some cactus. I think they're cact hmm. cacti. Is that the plural? Cacti? Cactus? I can't remember. I'll go on with it. So, yeah, I found that out after not long after I watched them. I was like, oh, great, new film for me to go see at the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. 
know what? I watched them and still laughed at them. I still thought they were really, really funny in places. Obviously, sometimes you just need to be immature and just laugh at a bloke being slapped by a massive hand in a hallway, just coming out of nowhere and watching them launch themselves. You know, as soon as you said you were talking about having watched Jackass, I think the standout bit that I remember was a giant foam hands jumping out in a corridor, knocking people over. That was the, the one that went straight That's to my head before you just even said that just now. So, that yeah, that must be funny. That's the third one, yeah. And obviously I love the big spectacle pieces at, at the start of the films. I think the first one has them going down a hill in a shopping trolley while there's loads of explosions going off to the side of them got the second one i think is the one just to jump in there so what you like is a film with big explosions you you went to the film explosions <laughs> michael bay doing jackass would be a thing to be behold i'm not gonna lie yeah <laughs> so yeah i watched all of those i quite enjoyed them i watched those in the spate of an evening i think they are no longer on uk netflix though I think I managed to sneak them in just before they got taken off. I think they might be on Amazon Prime now in the UK. I don't know. Go on the Just Watch website and mm, have a look. Unofficial sponsor. Because they're, 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 they're worth a watch. And aside from that, I'm just racking my brain. Obviously, we had our cinema trip. and I don't really want to go into too much deal of the ballot because, obviously, people need to go we back already and have. listen to... Yeah, people need to go back and listen to our Grand Day Out episode and you'll basically hear about what we saw. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I will throw out a bit of trivia, though. Did you realise, because I didn't until many, many hours later, that the last that played young Black Widow was Mila Djokovic's daughter? I did. You know, I read that the, online as well. The, yeah. the one at the start that suddenly starts screaming. You're like, you should have known the moment she started screaming that's Mila Djokovic's daughter doing a Mila Djokovic yeah, scream. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realise that until um, I think we must have read it in the same place. One of these websites going, you missed. And what does this mean now for Black Widow? I was looking at it going, she looks really familiar, but I think as a child, why would she look familiar? Yeah. This is like. One of the got to be one of her first roles. Um, shows what I, how much attention I paid. But yeah, just a random bit of trivia I thought for our. Uh, all right, then. So, so we're back to my viewing now, are we? Oh, I did have one more actually. I just suddenly remembered. Um, I did get round to re watching Shazam, DC Comics Shazam. Oh, yes, with Zachary Levy or Levi, like uh, jeans. Um, because. There was a lot of images and stuff going around about the new one filming, and obviously Black Adam mm. at the moment was filming in Atlanta. I think that's finished and uh, now. The, and I was like, The Rock has announced that he has concluded. He has, yes, of course yes. he has. I, I, I thought, do you know what? I haven't seen it since I saw it at the cinema. I got it on Blu-ray anyway because, of course, I have. It's on. It was on the list. Um, but I thought I would scratch that one off, and yeah, it's still as great as I remember it. It's definitely one of the better DCEU films, for sure, if that's what we call it. No, it's not DCEU, it's... Worlds of DC. Worlds of DC, yeah, it's one of the best... Yeah, I was just going to say, the only standout thing about that, because I was like, this is too childish for me, is I liked Mark Strong's villain. 
Oh yeah, Mark Strong is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that that was just a standout for me. Other than that, I, I just wasn't interested. I'll only be interested when I get to see um, uh, The Rock beat Ten Shades of Shit out of him. <laughs> um, so then into my next bit of viewing, I have finally caught up on Rick and Morty. Just out of nowhere, okay. I I missed season four entirely. And when season five started airing, I went, wait, five? What happened to series four? So I've just binged all of season four, and now I'm watching season five as it airs, and I'm like, how did I miss an entire season of Rick and Morty? What the fuck is wrong with me? Two more things I watched. Do you want to have a hazard of guess of which one of, of what my remaining two are? Um... Do you know what? I genuinely don't know. Okay, well, the big obvious one that you failed to guess then was I've watched all of Loki now. Oh, of course, yes, you have, haven't you? You are, yeah. you are in, you are ready for the multiverse of madness. Yeah, how is it? How is, how is it? So, first and foremost, I'd like to say, nailed it with my predictions, because because I just I could write these things. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It didn't give me what I wanted because okay. I was I was hoping more of a Monster of the Week episode, Adventure of the Week, whereas this was full okay. on. Yeah. Here is a six-episode story. It's basically an extended movie, yeah. just over six installments, which which is fine. I just wasn't okay. what I was expecting going in, and sometimes not getting what you expect is okay. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed this, and I now know things. It's oh, on the, list. the one thing I will say is that I don't recall Owen Wilson going, wow. Wow. Sole reason for me watching it. So, well, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to watch it and go, did did Matt miss it? Like, where's the wow? That, that's your homework. Find the wow. The one further film I want to chat about, you're going to go, oh. And this just be far more interesting than your than your doomed list of stuff you're never going to watch. I watched Willy's Wonderland. Oh yeah, I need I need to see that. Not one, I need to see this. How is it? How is Nick Cage? Please tell me, tell me. Come on, spill. How can I describe? He's basically playing himself. I think he literally turned up to set in those clothes with those sunglasses in that car and then the film happened and then he just left at right. the end of it and then someone sent him a check in the mail like <laughs> it is ridiculous it is ridiculous and i really enjoyed it and there's a couple of sequences and again i don't want to spoil it where i'm watching it going oh fuck he's going all nick cage now <laughs> and you're like what, what what's Sold. happening what was 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 what's the meaning of this and then it and then this, these things happen, and you're like, "What?" Um, but, but honestly, it, it's really peculiar. I don't want to say too much because it's very uh, spoilery, and there isn't a lot to this film. So if I reveal too much, when you do watch it, you'll be like, "Yeah, I wish you hadn't told me that," because there's not. It's not like this film's got depth. You like you think a Zack Snyder film's got nothing to it. Like this film's got even less to it. I think. It's either an indie film or like a really low budget like thing, and I think all the budget went to Nick Cage. That's not 
that's not necessarily a bad thing, of course. Um, but no, I enjoyed it. I, I, I would say it's as enjoyable as Mum and Dad, which is an equivalent Nick Cage low-budget one. Yeah, on a sliding scale of, let's say, National Treasure, where he's fairly restrained and he's hmm. actually, shall we say, acting, and 10 being his most zany performance, being something like either The Wicker Man remake or something like Mum and Dad, uh, where would you yeah. rate this Nick Cage? Purely because he doesn't speak, I'm probably going to give this a 6 Nick Cages out of 10 because you don't get him do his whole Nick Cage thing when he like shouts and goes completely delally. It's all in his facial expressions and his body language and how he handles the situation he finds him in and how uh, he handles all of the other characters. Yeah. In, in And I just, it's fascinating. It's like an hour and a half. It's, it's pretty lean and yeah i just watched it and really enjoyed it initially my brain was like wait that doesn't make sense why why is that no clearly come on that's obvious why are you and i'm like no 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 explosions <laughs> i mean yeah i i think it was i can't remember who i was talking to about it now i i think they pitched it to me as uh five nights of freddy's but with nick cage yeah yeah i'd say yeah the, the direct comparison to this would be uh, Banana Splits. It's, it's got an equivalent sort of story set up in terms of these things, killy things, at a place, people there, killy happens, and, and it's that it happens that Nick Cage is there along with people. He's one of the peoples, and, and that sort of thing happens. So I leave that to your imagination. I, it's definitely one that I'm going to have to check out at some point for sure. Because I, I like me some Nick Cage, especially when Nick Cage goes all, well, Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really, I can only describe it as peculiar. That's, 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 that's what I'm going to leave you with mind. there. It's peculiar. Okay. Mm. So, moving along now. And it, Oh, no, 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 no. Tell you what I almost forgot to tell you about. I also watched a movie film called... My name is Dolomite. Oh, I know. If the, this is the uh, Eddie Murphy, is it biopic? Is it? Uh, is it biopic? Um, I'm going to say I think it's one of those where it's based on true events or a true story or something. Okay, yeah. It is so funny and so compelling. Like I went into this knowing nothing. It shows this dude create the character of Dolomite who goes on to release music records um, and it culminates in him making a movie. Dolomite is my name and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. Telling. It's always best to write what you know. You ain't nothing to talk about in my personal life. I deal with the nightlife. Club owners and mobsters and lots of pimps and kung fu. <laughs> Do you know karate? No, but I'm a fast learner. I can learn how to chop me a motherfucker. Action. It takes, I'm ready to do it. I got to be totally outrageous. It's filthy. You've got a product here that you can't sell or promote. He makes some of like the key black exploitation pictures from like the 70s and 80s. 
I'm watching Eddie Murphy play this character. You're just so sucked into it because he's funny, but also because he's working off a script, it's not like shit. It's actually good. <laughs> the thing you have to remember is that actually Eddie Murphy is a really, really good actor. He's just been in a load of shit. Yeah, he he needs to start turning down shit and do proper acting because I watch this and I'm like, this is amazing. Like, it's got loads of recognisable faces in. I'd, I'd highly recommend that. Moving along, then. Moving on. Moving on. I'm going to send you okay. two things to watch now. The first one just made me go, huh, cool. And the second one was a thing I saw that I thought, you've probably seen it, but I'm going to sh- send it anyway because it leads in nicely to a thing I want to chat a bit more about. So, on your mobile device that allows you to watch things, I'm going to send you a thing and I want your live reaction on stream. (laughs) That was a really, really, wow. Okay, that was a really long-ass way of going about it, but okay. I want you to to take this in. I want your reaction because I looked at it and went, nice. An entirely new anime series. Okay. It's Netflix. Hey, it's Anime Godzilla. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Um, okay, yeah, 100% in for that. That looks really good. It's giant fucking robots beating the crap out of monsters mm. and Godzilla for the sake of it. I'm 100% in for that. Sweet. Before I send you the next thing... Do you have any thoughts as to what it is I want to chat about? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I'm curious okay. what you're going to right. make chat about. Here is the next thing. Ah! I knew it was happening. I haven't seen a trailer yet. There you are. Well, that's the teaser trailer at the very least. Oh, yeah. So people at home... I've Matt has just sent me the teaser trailer for the upcoming Chucky series, Chucky TV series that's going out on Sci-Fi. I want to say in the states. Yeah, uh, looks to be featuring the actual original voice as well, rather than Marky Mark. That's right, and I believe um, Jennifer Tilly is coming back as well as uh, remember a name. Indeed. Yeah. Female Chucky. I can't remember a bloody name now. Jennifer Tilly. It's um Bride of Chucky. Oh god damn it. Ah, this is gonna kill me. Bride of Chucky's coming to Netflix this month in the UK. Is it? Hmm. I have to put that on my watch list. Oh god damn it. Tiffany. 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 That's her name. Tiffany, god damn it. The name just Breakfast at just Tiffany's I said I think I remember the film my God damn it. Could not remember what it was called what she was called. Oh hmm. my word. Yeah, anyway, what did you want to discuss? Because you've just sent me that. I wanted to discuss how TV is absolutely killing it at the minute on nostalgia. You think we've got a new Chucky okay. TV series and that's just pulling on all the 80s nostalgia for Chucky. I sent you Godzilla, which is like 
pretty much just consistent nostalgia from across the eons. Like Netflix this month has popped something called Fear Street, which again is set in what the nineties, the two thousands and present day is like a three part thing. Again, just pulling on nostalgia yeah. strings. Um RL Stein no less. Fear yeah. Street. Like personal nostalgia for me is the Resident Evil um CG series has just dropped on Netflix, which I will be watching. So that's a bit of uh, yeah. nostalgia for me there. Not to mention Masters of Universe in all of a few days launches. End of the month. Of course, yeah. Of course, right. yeah. Uh, Master of Universe Revelations, yeah. Yeah, so on the 31st, I believe it starts airing. Um, yeah, yeah, just at, at the moment, TV is absolutely killing it on the nostalgia front for me. And that's what I wanted to chat about. Ain't nostalgia great? I mean... <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong there. Some of the absolute stuff they are coming out with at the moment, whether it be on streaming or whether it be for like cable TV in, in America, they are absolutely knocking it out of the park at the moment. I think it's that age old thing of just they've got a longer format because obviously it doesn't have to be a two and a half hour chunk. You can have a six series like hour-long episodes, much like the original series of The Walking Dead was. You think how good that original series of The Walking Dead was. That was six um, episodes. Yeah. And yeah, they were like an hour each. It was so good, like a self-contained arc. And then obviously it just kind of it, it, it shit, lost me halfway through yeah, season two. It, it, but, um, it shit yeah. the bed for numerous reasons. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, even with, like, all the Marvel TV shows and stuff at the moment, they're absolutely killing it. I love WandaVision. That that just made me so happy watching that completely because not only have you kind of got, like, oh, it's these characters, but you're, like, it's sitcoms from, like, the 60s, the 70s, and the 50s, and they're mimicking that look. You're, like, I remember watching some of this style, like, sitcoms on the TV when I was a kid because there's totally, like, the 1960s thing in one division where it's a play on um uh bewitched and i dream of genie and, and mm. programs like yeah you know they they mimic it and they pay homage to, not even mimic it they they pay homage to it so well with the way they use like the single camera setups and obviously they put in the laughter tracks and and things like that even the four by three ratio you know that they purposely filmed the first two or three episodes in you know, before widening yeah. out to obviously a more mm -hmm. traditional 16 by 9 uh, aspect ratio. It's little things like that. And it's like, yeah, I remember watching this stuff like when I was really young, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely killing it at the moment, for sure, for sure. Um, obviously, with the Masters of the Universe as well, it's a continuation of the 80s series, for fuck's sake. Yeah, uh, like... And I was never, I was never a big lover of the He-Man cartoon series when I was much younger, but knowing it's a continuation, given, obviously, all of the voice talent they've got on board, like they've got Lena Headey, they've got Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill's coming on the Skeletor, um, and people like that, hell yes, I'm going to watch that. I mean, all right, it's executive produced by Kevin Smith, and yes, I am a Kevin Smith fan, even some of his work that's later been derided as absolutely shocking. All right, 
it's got that going for it. But still, it's the power of the IP that would make me go, hmm, yeah, actually, I will probably watch that, considering my only real thing with He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is literally the 1980s Dolph Lundgren film, for fuck's sake. That's that's the best iteration so far. <laughs> he has the power yeah. of, like, three men. He does, he does. And obviously, um, Gwildor, that, that, fuck you, Gwildor. <laughs> well, let, let's face it, the Skeletor in uh, Masters of the Universe, played by Frank Langella, superb. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, he definitely gives off big... Can you can you can you quote me the best line back to me, please? I uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I'm uh, so hot. Tell me, he man, does the loneliness of good compare to the loneliness of evil? Where are they? Where are your friends now? Tell me about the loneliness of good, he man. Is it equal? the loneliness of evil. Ah, such a cool line. Considering it's a canon film as well, such a cool line. (laughs) And on top of that, I mean, you're looking at... G.I. Joe's coming back at the cinema as well. G.I. Joe. They're going to go go around on G.I. Joe again. Uh, Mm. Snake Eyes, because we've got plenty of trailers for it uh, during... Our cinema trips last it, i must last admit it, it it did look like um explosions it did it was definitely uh, a generic ninja man um explosions and it just had the gi joe name slapped on it but for enough people that would be enough to go yeah i remember gi joe i don't remember those two other awful films which dave will probably cover on a podcast at some point soon i promise um but yeah that, that would be first a- one was so bad vivid memories of that because i saw that the night before i flew overseas for the first time for like a 12-hour flight and was just sitting there going god that film was shit why did them sign up to that Um, yeah i I went on a date and saw it at the cinema and i wanted to walk out whereas my date went that was actually pretty good i was like what and i pretty much knew from then that relationship was you should have walked out <laughs> saved yourself the aggro right there like um another thing actually <laughs> on a netflix series wise of nostalgia have you watched any of the castlevania anime um i haven't it's it's been one of those that i do want to watch purely because i believe it's the same animation house that are doing the upcoming uh he-mans and the master of the universe yeah uh, i believe it is so i've is, seen yeah the first series mm. of it and i quite enjoyed it to be honest i was pleasantly surprised how um uh an animation based off a video game series i'd never really played was actually pretty cool um but again that's all mm. just pulling off the nostalgia strings in it uh not for us directly but I mean, anybody really? that had an nes or a snes well that's exactly that's yeah nostalgia I mean, all like over him, isn't it when yeah, it's like much like last year when I saw the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I was expecting an absolute pile of trash that's going to be really geared towards the kids. But actually, they threw in nice little kind of references here and there to like the older the older games. I mean, 
think I talked about it on one of the very first Grand Day Out episodes that I did, but there's like a little there's a little Sega Saturn logo on the world map when they look at the map at the start of the film. I was like, don't think I didn't see that Sega Saturn logo. And then like everything else with it, kind of, you know, the noises and and you know, just that whole film in general. I was just like, I'm like a kid again. You know, it's even like Detective Pikachu did that as well. And that's mm. I've never really been one to to really absolutely love Pokemon. Yeah, I like Pokemon Blue and yeah, I played a little bit of Pokemon Gold on the Game Boy. A bit of Pokemon Stadium on the N sixty four. But I've never really been massive into Pokemon, but that film just like um had me grinning ear to ear, just like, oh, I remember Pokemon. Pokemon was all right, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember Ryan Reynolds. Way. He was good in that one film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's much like, um, I think I spoke about it on uh, on the Pixie podcast when I talked about the Digimon games that were out on the PS4, mm. kind of, you know. Uh, when I started playing them again, I was at a point in my life where I was like, I was looking for that cathartic release. And I was like, ah, oh, Digimon was quite good, wasn't it? Yeah. And actually, the games are pretty surprisingly good. And that just gives me kind of you know, that overall wash of nostalgia and things. But here's here's my thing, right, with nostalgia, because right. it's going to be a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. Um, nostalgia can be good, in a way, because it, can, it gives you the rush of endorphins and things. But in some ways, it will wash over you and make you oblivious to something that isn't necessarily that good to start with. So my my example of this is going to be Space Jam. Now I I I'm in various different discords and stuff online, and the topic of Space Jam turned up one day, and they were like, mm. "Oh, we we don't like Space Jam. We can't stand it. It's a terrible film." I was like, "You what? It's a great film." And they go, "Well, no, actually, think about it, really." And I sat there and I really thought about. it. I was like, "Oh." Oh, actually, no, it's not a good film, is it? It's 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 not a good film. But again, because I saw it when I was at such a young age, I think that's one that you might have saw it in the cinema and kind of got these good... Uh, back, back up. Why do you now think it's not a good film? Oh, no, I... It's... It's not a good film per se. It's There's not a lot there. There's not a lot of structure to it. It's a children's it's film. It doesn't. I, it doesn't need structure. No, because uh, obviously, because I saw it at such a young age, and I've seen it so much, and I've got this kind of love and you know, kind of these feel-good feelings with it. I was like, actually, no, 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 fuck you. It's a good film. <laughs> Which I, and I, I must do. Admit, I do think it's a good film because. It's got a creative plot. A real-life person is sucked into the Looney Tunes world and they need him to do sports. Otherwise, Danny DeVito is going to take over. Like, And it's got some cool music. Like, for a kid's film, that checks all the boxes. I don't quite know how you could say it's bad. Like, Because by if you're going that a child's film is bad through the lens of an adult, then every child's film is bad. I mean, there, there is that again i couldn't really see their point of view because i'm kind of like well like i say i've seen it so much when i was a kid and obviously like i said before i, 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 think I, I can tell you i can tell you i can tell you why you can't see their point of view it's because they're wrong <laughs> i mean 
I mean, yeah, I mean, there is, there is that. Like, there is that. If you just stop and think about it, just to go, what did it need to do? It needed to entertain children. That's that's the target audience, and I think it delivers on that. And sell toys. Yeah, oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Does. It definitely so, 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 I, I, I would say it delivered to the market it was aimed at. So, I'd say it's a good film based on that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But then you have to think as well, even like video games and stuff. I think I talked about this on um, the Pixie podcast as well on Loot's Gaming Giggles. Uh, have you gone back and played Smash Brothers recently in the last couple of years? The one we had on the end, uh, on the Master System. You've asked me about this recently, and even at the time, that one controlled so bad. Um, but I really struggle with old. Yeah, but you got used. Yeah. Yeah, but I always really struggle with eight bit or sixteen bit games because they're too simple, and I find that really difficult. Mm. I can't. I can't. I can't do them. I need a more complex game because they're easier. I think that's the I think that's the gist of it. Essentially, you have to get good or go home. So I just went home. <laughs> but I remember playing that when I got my um cough cough totally legal Wii cracked. Um, that I downloaded Smash Brothers on it and I started playing it. I was like, this is fucking terrible. This is not a good game. It was good at the time. But now it's but, just... But was it? Was in comparison but, with, but, but was it good at the time, based on us being children at the time and children know nothing? <laughs> I mean... I mean, that's true. It's true because... You think about the utter dread that, you know, that, that we've played now for the podcast and upcoming episodes. Uh, spoilers for the next video game episode uh it was one that i really enjoyed but actually you go back and i think you played it uh, nah this is this is this what is was terrible it? and i was like nah this is great again it's because i've got that sheen of nostalgia blinding me to it that's that's the the thing with it no that was shit at the time no that that, that was <laughs> There's no nostalgia that 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 was bad at the time. I hate it at the time because it controlled bad at the time. It controls even worse now. Though I have nostalgia for the thing of which it's based upon. But yeah, but that yeah. game, no, fucking hell, is that bad? <laughs> you you will hear about it in an upcoming video game episode. Don't worry, dear listeners. You will. You, this will make sense in a couple of weeks. On on that note, I'm beyond warm now, and I have nothing further to say. <laughs> Do you want to wrap up? Thank you, everybody. That's been your side order. I hope you are now well and truly stuffed, but please make sure you're ready for Sunday's main event. Dave, do the, do the outro. Say the things where they can find things and listen to things, because I can never remember that. And given that I'm bloody warm, I'm definitely not going to get it right tonight. Thank you very much, Matt. Yeah, you can find us over on Twitter with at anyone podcast. We're on Facebook as well. Just search for us and you will find us. Uh, God damn, it's so fucking hot. Um, longer rants, rambles, considerations can be sent via email to anyoneforseconds at gmail.com. 
we do the occasional Twitch stream as well. We did a watch along recently. It was quite good. Edited highlights will be going out soon. I promise. However, the Twitch channel is twitch.tv forward slash anyone podcast. Come give us a like and a follow and all, all that sort of good goodness. So while we're talking about rating and following, don't forget to leave us a like rating review on your podcast platform of choice as it helps us grow the podcast and we can infect more ears and gain more listeners and we can keep doing this silly stuff. Um, so hot. I'm dripping. It's... Disgusting. It's 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 just so warm. Um, I'm melting. It's just just heat it's, death of the universe. I feel I feel like Arnie on the surface of Mars. I'm just yeah, 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 yeah. Yes to Mars. Yeah. Jenny. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, he doesn't say Jenny. He says Chenny because he can't pronounce J. Chenny. <laughs> Which raises the in-universe question of why he called his daughter Jenny when he clearly can't pronounce it. And on that, if you're a mind bomb, bye-bye. Okay, Jenny, you go to your bedroom, okay? And stay out of sight. Your daughter's safe, Colonel. Whether she stays that way is up to you. My people got some business with you. And if he wants your kid back, then you gotta cooperate. Right? Wrong. <laughs>